If you've worked hard to build an online business that makes some money and is profitable and is helping people, then the last thing you want to do is self-sabotage. <laughs> There's so many external forces that could bring your business down that are out of your control and out of my control. Why would we also allow ourselves to bring our business down, right? So in today's episode, what I want to do is unpack seven habits that I see people doing that will destroy your online business. It's the last thing I want for you. I want you to have not only a profitable online business, but one that has legs, that has longevity and is sustainable for years to come. Because guess what? Two people win when your business stays around for a long time. You do and so do your students. So in today's episode, let's unpack the seven habits that are destroying or could destroy your online business. Welcome to episode 161 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. It is an honor to spend time with you today. If you are listening in on your favorite podcast app, thank you for your time. And if you are watching on YouTube, I see you and I appreciate you. You are the super fan because nobody on YouTube watches long videos, but you do. And I appreciate that because there's a bunch of golden nuggets in these episodes, if I may say so myself. So I'm going to bring more golden nuggets for you today. Uh, and I'm excited for this one because I know that something is going to resonate with you. There's going to be one insight in this episode that I think is going to be impactful for you. And I can't wait for you to discover it. We're talking about destroying an online business. If you don't have an online business that you can destroy yet because you haven't built one, let me help you build one first before you destroy it. No so you don't destroy it. I want to give you my passive income workshop. This is a 45-minute training that's 100% free. Think of it as a little mini course that'll walk you through the four components you need to build your passive income stream of $1,000 a month, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to work on it. It's super didactic. It shows you the business model that I use for both of my businesses, what tools, free and cheap, that you can use to get started, I got a bunch of templates and scripts that you can literally copy as like swipe copy to go ahead and build that online business from scratch. So if you really are ready to dive in, it's a great place to start. I've got a lot of students who have built their entire businesses off of this free workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop and you can get started building your online business today. All right. So let's talk about habits um, because a lot of us have talent. A lot of us will have luck and great opportunities come our way and uh, the deck will be stacked for us to be successful. But if our habits are bad, uh, we'll self-sabotage. Unfortunately, our lives are the product of habits, whether they're you know conscious habits or unconscious or subconscious habits, it, we become our habits, right? There's that's why look at the book Atomic Habits. It's just it's been a runaway bestseller and just crushing the competition. Now that I'm an author, I get to see the book scan book data uh, and in, in um, hardcover nonfiction, the amount of books that 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 James Clear's book is selling every week compared to the other bestsellers, it's just like night and day. Talk about eighty twenty. It's like uh, it's like. Four, 4%, it's like the top 4% of all, but it's just insane. There's a reason atomic habits sells because we understand as a culture that we got bad habits that are killing us. And if we could just get some good habits, it could lead to success. And there's a lot of truth to that. 
we're going to talk about the negative side in online business. So uh, this is this is specifically for online business owners. There's a lot of habits that could destroy your business. These seven are particular to online business, but I think they could apply in other places as well. So all I'm asking you to do is listen with an open mind. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you or pick on you, but I believe that there's one of these habits that you are likely struggling with. Hopefully none. And if none, let me know in a comment below that you're good to go uh, and I'll cheer you on. But I, I believe there's probably one of these that's gonna be like, oh, that's me. And I, my hope is to expose it, shine a little bit of light on it for you today so that you don't unravel or self-sabotage your online business, okay? Here we go. Number one habit that will destroy your online business is showing up to work and not knowing what to do. It blows my ever-living mind that I have students, and I will not name names, but you know who you are, who roll up to their home office or their laptop in their kitchen or a coffee shop or wherever they work on a Monday or a Tuesday or whenever. And they're like, I, I don't know what I should do today for my online business. Are you kidding me? You don't know what to do? If anything, you should have the opposite problem. There's too much to do. And usually we're trying to put on our CEO hat and, and sift through all the crap that everyone says we should do to know what should we actually be working on. But if you show up and you don't know what to do, there's a couple of problems. One, you just may not understand the foundation of what makes this business work. And if so, you should probably go watch my Passive Income Workshop again, if you haven't already, uh, because it will unpack what really matters. I have an entire video um, towards the end of my course, Automatic Income Academy, uh, that outlines what I call the income engine, the four things that you should be doing every week in your business. It kind of answers the question of like, now that I've built a business, what do I do next? Or what do I do regularly? And I, I put that in the course because I had so many people not know what to be doing. Here's the other fallout. If you don't know what to do, if you show up at your desk and you don't know what to do, then you're going to just do whatever everyone else says you need to do or what's easier to do. You know what's easy to do? Scroll. You know what's easy to do? Check your email. I know because it's it's easy for me to do. It feels better to check my email or to scroll through a social media platform. Why? Because I'm looking for a little hit, either the dopamine hit or something interesting. Or in my inbox, in the case of email, it's is somebody interesting emailed me? Am I being asked to come on the Tim Ferriss show? Because I'm waiting, Tim, right? Has Oprah called because she wants to put my book in her book club? I'm waiting, Oprah. That's what I'm looking for in my inbox. And it's addictive and it's not productive. It won't move your business forward. So if you don't know what to do, you will fall prey to doing tasks and work that just aren't really gonna move the business forward. And then what's gonna happen is you're gonna end your day exhausted because you did a bunch of stuff and you won't know what you did and actually none of it will have moved the business forward, which will only create resentment when your business isn't growing and yet you're exhausted. So my friend, know what you're gonna do tomorrow, today. Simple action step. When you leave your home office or close your laptop today, write down on your phone or on a sticky note your top three priorities tomorrow. That's it. These are the three things I'm gonna do tomorrow. And if you have big things you're working on, break them down so that you know what to do each week and what to do each day. And then only one of those little things shows up on your 
three to-dos for tomorrow. No more than three. If you're doing more than three, you're insane. You actually can't get it done. Okay, number two habit that will destroy your online business is procrastinating. This could be related to the first one. If you don't know what to do, it could be a result of the first one, or it very well could be you know exactly what you need to do. This is some of you. You know exactly what you need to be working on right now in your business, but for a lot of reasons, you're just avoiding the thing. You're avoiding writing that sales page. I know I got to write the sales page, got the right sales copy, but I don't feel like doing that. You're avoiding writing those launch emails. You're avoiding filming your course. You're avoiding getting that lead magnet set up. Avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. I get it. I get it. You work for yourself now. So there's no one telling you what to do. That's the reason why companies have managers to manage the employees, to make sure they're doing their job and doing it well and staying on task and on deadline, right? If you don't hire a manager to manage you, which would be kind of strange, you have to self-manage. And this might be a skill that you don't have yet when you start. I didn't have that skill. I always worked a job. Bosses told me what to do. Managers told me what to do. It was easier that way. It's easy to know what's expected of you. And it's easy to know if you're, you're chugging along like you're supposed to. So when you work for yourself, it's very easy to not do what you need to do because there's no one holding you accountable. It's just you. And you have the right and freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to take a longer lunch break. Heck yeah, go for it. But this is a slippery slope, right? If you abuse that freedom, you're only self-sabotaging. You're, you're going to eventually kill the business that gives you the freedom. So you want to enjoy the freedom to do whatever you want, to come in on the Monday and be like, I am not feeling it and go home or close a laptop or punt on the thing you're gonna do for something else because your energy is not there. You have total freedom for that. But if you are habitually just putting off the thing that you know you need to do, and more often than not, we know what we need to do to actually make money, but we avoid it because it seems hard or uncomfortable and we do the things that make us feel better, checking our email, posting to social media, watching another course, even if it's mine, that won't ultimately make you do the work you need to do, my course is great. It's made people hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, but it really hasn't because you have to go do something with that information. So ultimately the buck stops with you, then, then your business is not going to grow. You can't procrastinate. So if you're not self-disciplined, you need to become disciplined. There's just no way around. You can't hack your way to being successful. You, you have to, at some point, just show up and do the work. So know what you need to do, step one, and then show up and have the guts to do it. You're welcome, Uncle Graham. Number three habit that will destroy your online business is over-obsessing with the numbers. I've got um, a secret to tell you. Looking at the numbers a lot won't change them. It won't right? You can keep refreshing your analytics. It's not going to change the numbers. And the numbers don't lie. And don't mishear me. As a CEO of a company, you better know your numbers. You better know your average opt-in per month, your average revenue per month, you know, learn your conversion rate uh, of your courses and your funnel. But don't obsess over the numbers and certainly don't look at them every day. Can, this is for somebody in here. Some of you are looking at your analytics 
every day as if that will tell you anything. Did you know that there is no such thing as a trend within 24 hours in online business? <laughs> you might make $100 one day, $0 the next day. If you are obsessing over that, you're gonna be like, why did I make $0 today? I don't know. There's a million reasons why you'd make no sales one day. That happens to me sometimes. Sometimes I get hardly any email opt-ins. It's kind of strange, but you know what? Who cares what happens day to day? I really don't even care what happens week to week. I really only care about monthly averages at the end of the day, which really is like take a year, divide it by 12, there you go. So for some of you, you need to stop looking at your analytics and only check in once a month and see how that month did. You need to know the numbers. If you ran a promotion or did a sale or launched a product, you need to look and see how that did that month and get a gauge of whether it was meeting your expectations or not. If you were on somebody's podcast that has a decent audience and their podcast dropped one month, you probably want to check and see if it led to more opt-ins if you were strategic and offered a call to action for your lead magnet on the podcast. But you don't need to check every day. Even during a launch, some of you are obsessing over your numbers during a launch for for goodness sake, don't look at the numbers every single day in your launch. It doesn't matter. If you're in the middle of launch, you're committed. It's over. You don't need to pivot mid-launch. I never believed in like, oh my gosh, it's not working. Let's throw in a bonus, a secret bonus that I didn't think of because I'm just scared. No, you made the bed lie in it. Your launch is gonna be what it is based off of the audience size, the offer, if it's juicy and what people want and how well you positioned it. And, and your sales copy and all that stuff. It is what it is at this point. Learn from it after it's over. Plus, you know how launches go. There's a smile curve. People join on day one, and then in the middle of the week, hardly anybody, and then they all finish joining on the last day. If you've done your job right, the way I teach you to launch. Because of urgency and scarcity, half your sales are gonna come in on the last day. So I see too many people inside my private community, my six-figure coaching community posting, oh gosh, it's day three of my seven-day seven launch and I haven't made hardly any sales. I made some on the first day, but none today, I'm freaking out. Stop looking at the numbers every day. It matters not. What matters is the total revenue number at the end of a launch. And you don't know that till it's over. So there's so much else you could be doing with your time to push the business forward, then looking at the numbers. Once a month is probably where you need to land, but it's very personal. All right, number four. Number four habit that will destroy your online business is treating your business bank account like an ATM. So we got to talk a little bit about personal finance here. I've got a whole video on managing your finances as a business owner, but this is hard if you've always worked for somebody else and never had your own business and then you become self-employed. A, you need to have a business bank account. It should not be your personal checking account. Your Kajabi sales, when people are buying your course, that money should not dump into your personal checking account. For goodness sake, please. Business Finance 101, just get a separate bank account for your business for a lot of reasons I won't go into here. But here's what you need. This separation, this veil of the separation is very important, right? And one of the reasons why is because you need to wear two hats. You're the CEO hat and you're the employee hat. The CEO hat determines what the employee version of you should be paid. You should be paid a salary. You should commit to a salary where it's the same paycheck every month. 
Okay. And then you should reevaluate employee version of yourself every six to 12 months. And that's based off of how well are you performing? <laughs> no, but really it's based on how well is the business performing? If the business is really in growth mode after six months of steady growth, you could probably afford to pay yourself a higher salary at minimum reevaluate once a year. But if you're crushing it and you're in major growth mode, then you, you can pay yourself a little bit more and evaluate after six months. But my point is commit to a monthly salary. And I say, stick to it every month of every year. And then that is a set amount of money that you transfer from your business account to your checking account, base level, if you're a sole proprietor. If you're an LLC with a sole corp, a S corporation, then you're going to have a W-2, you're going to have payroll, and you get paid a paycheck, blah, blah, blah. A little more technical, not important until you're making some good money and talk to your accountant to see if there's some tax savings by becoming an S corp LLC. But either way, you're getting a paid a paycheck. You don't get to just take money out of your account whenever you want. I mean, you could. No one's going to stop you. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend like, oh, I, I really want to take that trip. You know what? I see some money in my bank account. I'm just going to take it. Now, don't mishear me. The money in your bank account, unless it's set aside for taxes, which I recommend a separate account for taxes if you don't pay every month, that money sitting there probably is mostly profit, assuming you're paying your bills. If you've paid your bills that month and you've paid your taxes, whatever's left is technically your profit. Now you should know how much is just, you know, cash flow, like it's in there, but it's going out. Like I try to keep a certain amount of money in my bank account for cash flow purposes. But if your business is growing or you had a big launch or you had a big promotion, you're going to see money accumulate and you're going to know a lot of that's my extra profit. Now, there's two things to use profit for, three things to use profit for. Number one is reinvest into your business. So you may want to keep it in there because you might want to upgrade your camera or go to that conference and network or, you know, invest in having a virtual assistant. So don't want to spend all your profit because you might want to reinvest it in your business and it's a tax write-off and it can help your business grow. So keep some of the profit for one, reinvesting to grow it. Number two, keep profit in there because you might have a low month or two or seven and you still want to be able to pay your salary. This is how a business is able to employ people and commit to a salary. Yes, we can pay you $80,000 a year guaranteed. How do they know that? They have reserves because the business isn't always making the same amount every month. They have reserves to be able to cover their payroll. You need to have your own reserves. So part of that profit is reserves in case you have lean months. When you have big months, don't spend all the profit because you might need that profit just to sustain in lean months. That's the second thing that you do with profit. And number three is you actually take the profit home in the form of a bonus or a distribution to shareholder. This is your extra money. You deserve it. So once a quarter, reevaluate your profit. If you see a lot of extra profit, Take a bonus once a quarter. Move some money from your business account to your personal checking account. And then, yes, great. Now you've got a little extra money. You can take that trip or, you know, replace your car or whatever. I take money out of the business all the time to build my wealth and to do fun things, but it's strategic. And it's only when I know it's not money that I need to reinvest. Money is for taxes, money for bills, or just for buffer for lean months. So do not just pull money out left and right. Wear a CEO hat and an employee hat, have a salary, and keep it above board. Even if you just write out what your salary is, what you're committing to yourself, and when you're going to look at giving yourself a bonus, if you can afford to give yourself a bonus, because you might have a low quarter, you can say, nope, we looked at it, can't afford a bonus this year. Be professional. 
Number five, bad habit that will destroy your online business. Charging too little. This is a little different because some of you have a, a mental script or a mental block where you're just, you're leaving so much money on the table, money that you're due, that, that you deserve because your service or your product is that valuable just because you're afraid, just charging too little. Um, don't let fear hold you back from getting what you're worth. Also, understand something important here. If you charge too little, you're going to attract the wrong customer and you're going to have customers that actually would pay you more, but they don't think you're actually that valuable because you're charging so little. Lower prices isn't always more attractive. It's more attractive to cost-conscious or price-conscious customers, which might be a good fit for you. But lower cost is not attractive to value and quality-conscious customers. Luxury customers don't like cheap things because they assume that they're not good. They might be wrong about that, but I'm just letting you know that's what they assume. Sometimes the more you charge, the more quality customers you're going to attract because they're like, it's got to be valuable if he's charging this month much. So you're actually doing yourself a disservice by charging too little because you're going to turn off some customers that would be a great fit. But also you're going to do your business a disservice because you're not going to stay in business long enough if you're leaving money on the table. And here's the great thing. I've done content on this. There's something called price elasticity. Price is flexible. There's no fixed price for your course, for your coaching, for your membership, for any of that stuff. Experiment. It just takes a couple of clicks to try different prices and see what fits. See what does people, do people still convert at the same rate at the higher amount? And how high can you go? Maybe you go too high. Maybe you come back down and find a sweet spot. It's all changeable. There's no one fixed price. So some of you need to increase your prices. Otherwise, you will not be in business two years from now because you will not make enough to sustain the business and the growth that you need. Number six, not celebrating your wins, not acknowledging your wins even, just moving on. Launched it, made $10,000. What's next? Do you know how common this is? In fact, the more successful people become, the more common this is because they're so onto the next thing because they're excited, they're entrepreneurial, they can't wait to launch something new. Plus, they're alone. Who, who are you gonna, if you launch a product and you make $5,000 in one week, that's more than a lot of people make in a month. You make $5,000 in one week, who are you gonna tell? A lot of times it's nobody. Many times it's just a spouse maybe a close friend, but then if your close friend might get jealous, you might be a little guarded in sharing that. What if you make $5,000 in a launch and you're disappointed because you really thought it should have been 10,000 and you might be right? How are you gonna complain about a $5,000 launch, let alone celebrate a $5,000 launch? You wanna complain like, oh, it should have been 10,000. Oh, boo-hoo, Graham. Sorry, didn't make your ten thousand. You only made five thousand. Who's gonna? No, no one. You can't talk to anybody about that. That's one reason why I have my paid communities, safe place for people to share wins, whether it's in my six-figure coaching community or my mastermind. Safe place for people to share wins where they are not judged by how much or how little it is, because we all understand. Celebration is key. So one thing that my wife and I try to do is when we have any kind of launch or any kind of big promotion that does well, 
at the very least, we go out to a nice dinner. Now, I'll be honest, I'm a little spoiled. I go out to nice dinners all the time because it's one of my love languages is going out to eat and I like good food. I like good service. I like good ambiance and I'll pay a lot for it. But I try to like go above and beyond, right? So we're talking like spend minimum 200 bucks on dinner. 200 to 500 will be the range, right? So like I try to do something like that where I'm like, oh, wow, that hurts. And I'll buy an expensive bottle of wine because it's a physical representation of, yes, not only can I afford this because I just had this launch, but B, it's it's a little lavish so that I remember it, so that I go, oh, yes, this is right. I get dressed up, I'll get my girls to dress up and we'll celebrate, right? And we'll go out as a family. Um, it's so important because if you don't celebrate and you move on and it's on to Cincinnati, if you're a, <laughs> if you're a New England Patriots fan, um, if it's just on to the next thing, then you're going to become bitter. You're going to become numb to the money. And then you're going to only need more and more and more because then the high is just making more money. You don't get to benefit from the launches. So a $10,000 launch becomes mundane. You got to do a $20,000 launch. You got to do a 30,000. You got to do a six figure launch, blah, blah, blah. Because you're just looking for that high because you've never satisfied it by reaping the rewards, going out to a nice, uh, dinner. Uh, but the first launch, I'll tell you a good example. One thing I did when I launched my course, Automatic Income Academy, when I f- first launched this brand, it was the first product of this new brand. When I had my launch, I think I made forty dollars or $50,000 when I launched it. Um, and I remember the first thing I did, and it was my wife's idea. I never would have done it. And it was out of my comfort zone. I bought season tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. Right? And I got good tickets, like club level seats that come with all the free food and free drinks at every game, all that kind of stuff. Not a box. I didn't have a box suite. That'd be, that's, that's next level. One day I'll get there, but got two club level seats, season tickets, you know, and I don't know, maybe it was eight grand, seven grand. It's probably, it's more now that Tom Brady's our quarterback, but depending on when you watch this. Um, but for good seats, I think I paid eight grand for two of them for the season. And I was like, oh my gosh. But then every Bucks game I went to that year or the year after, what do you think I thought of? That launch and that course. And I felt like this was my reward, which keeps me motivated to go back and do more cool stuff that I get to get rewarded for, right? I want I want cool stuff. And so I remember stuff like that. So buying season tickets to the, you know, your favorite sports team, buy tickets to a show, you know, a, a, a band you want to go see, a stand-up comic you want to go see take a trip. A lot of times when we have a big launch, I'm like, that money is going to pay for that trip. You know, uh, I'm launching something this next week of me taping this. Um, and the money I'm going to, um, from that it's, it's all like fungible, right? Like the money's all already there or it moves around, but I like to mentally attach the money to things. So the money I'm going to make from this launch, I'm going to use to pay for, I'm going to Puerto Rico for three weeks this summer. I'm going to pay for that trip. Airbnbs, the the resort, the flights, food, rental car. I'm going to mentally say that launch paid for me to live in Puerto Rico for three weeks this summer. And that will help me look back on that launch fondly and it'll help me be motivated to do more. So if you don't celebrate, it doesn't have to be that big. Again, just go out to dinner minimum or whatever is meaningful to you. Something that's a little outlandish. If you don't do that, you're going to burn out and you're going to become a bitter person. Money's not going to keep you happy. It's those celebrations. It's those wins that make it fun and make it real. So decide what that is. 
And seventh and final bad habit that will destroy your online business is not having a work schedule and then respecting it enough to stick to it. What I mean by this is that if you are like so many online business owners, but you're like, yeah, I can work whenever I want. I can work on vacation or I don't have to, or I can work at nights or I can work weekends or not. That's, that's A, I, I have issue, take issue with the concept of working on the weekends or on vacation period. But even if you're just saying I can work whenever I want, true, mm, slippery slope, define when you want to work. Define how many hours you need to work or how many hours is fair for you to work and still be able to maintain your other commitments, relationships, and your health and your spiritual health. You are a bad boss if you don't give your employee self a fair schedule, work schedule or work hours, and then hold your employee self accountable to those work hours and no more. What kind of boss would you be if you said you need to work all the time to your employees? Or if you didn't say it, but it was implied, like here's your work schedule, but if you're working late all the time, I'm gonna slow clap you. And I'm not gonna say, hey, go home, Frank, you've been here way too long. No, that would be an awful boss. And plenty of bosses do that. This is not a way to sustain a business. Just working all the time or being like, oh, I'll just work until I'm done today. No, will not work. I know that you have the freedom to do that. And yes, you can have exceptions to the rule depending on the day or the week, but make a rule that is normative that then you break out of from time to time if need be. And that rule is, when are you gonna work? How long are you gonna work? And going back to the very first bad habit, make sure you know what you're gonna do when you show up and then respect yourself enough to only work during those hours. Now you can change the work schedule. I change mine almost every year. I change mine in the summer when my kids are home from school. This summer, I'm only going to work one day a week on Wednesdays. I did that last summer. It's really, it works well for my family because my wife has her business. She works two days a week. If I only work one day a week, uh, then there's someone always home with the kids. So we don't have to have any nannies. We don't have to put them in camps. One of us is always home with the kids. And that's only three days out of the week. The other four days, I'm trying to do the math. How many days are in a week? The other four days, we're all together as a family. Um, and then I'm going to take a month long sabbatical in July anyway. But even if it's just this season, one day a week makes sense for me. There were seasons when I worked four days a week and these were the hours. There were seasons when I would work half days every day. There were seasons when I'd only work two days a week and then not show up the other days. It doesn't matter, but make a schedule, have it written out and then respect the schedule and run with it for a few months until it's not working and then reassess the schedule. Otherwise, you're gonna keep working over and over and over because it's endless. And there are endless things that you need to do in your business. You quote unquote need to do. Even things that you actually genuinely want to do, that list will never end. And if you don't have a hard end or cap to your day or week, my friend, you will just work all the time. And then guess what? Your family suffers, your friends suffer, your hobbies and passions and interests suffer, your health suffers and your soul suffers. At what cost? And friend, this entire brand, my entire business is built around the idea of you making as much money as you possibly need to while working as little as possible. So I am not against you making money. I'm just showing you how to do it while working less. So it is possible to reach your income goals while working fewer hours. So there's really no reason to overwork at all. In fact, 
If you're overworking, it shows just how lazy you are, that you haven't taken the time or done the hard work to sit down and think about what is really necessary in your business, so much so that you're just doing everything with indiscriminate thinking. Do all the things. Hope it sticks. That's lazy. Don't be lazy by overworking. Be smart by figuring out what you need to do, having a work schedule, respecting enough to stick to it, and letting the rest of your life flourish as well. There you go, friend. Those are my seven habits that will destroy your online business. Please don't do them. But let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're just listening to the Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to this, say this out loud, write it down, take note of it. Which of those seven habits are you struggling with? Is it showing up to work without knowing what to do? Is it procrastinating on what you should do? Is it over-obsessing over the numbers? Is it treating your business bank account like an ATM, just pulling cash out whenever you want it? Is it charging too little? Is it not acknowledging or celebrating your wins? Or is it not having a schedule and respecting it? Let me know in a comment below. I'd love to meet you where you're at. I've been guilty of all seven of these, by the way. All seven. So I'm not, not picking on you. I'm here to help. And if you need help to dive into business building, you're like, look, these habits sound great. I don't even have a good online business to destroy yet. Let me help you build an online business. You need the foundation set. And that's why I put together this free workshop to help you get paid for what you know, learn how to build $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. It's free, it's juicy, it's actionable. Just go to the link below if you're watching or grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's it, my friend. Have an amazing rest of your day. Let's destroy those bad habits before they destroy our business. I'll see you on another episode real soon.